my Live. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, Live. <laughs> let's, let's restart. This. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was mid uh, explaining why Diet Doc is good. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Another one that's uh, underrated, Diet Sunkissed. Orange, Diet Orange Sunkissed is amazing. Yeah. You're just going to have to take our word for it. I know you're never going to try it. I don't know how it can be better than the regular with all the sugar and shit. <laughs> no, it just is. There's sometimes like the sugar's too much, dude. It's kind of like uh you have more like sometimes like an orange soda or a grape soda like it's once overpowering. It, it's overpowering, but then once it like gets like a little warmer, it like loses carbonation and you like kind of all the taste just like muddles together. Yeah, it starts dude, to taste diet like that sunkiss just tastes like Orange soda. Remember orange drink and grape drink at McDonald's? It starts to taste like yeah. that. That's just flat orange and grape and it's soda. It's like chalky almost. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. just like, Ugh. but I'll have another. <laughs> <laughs> but it's free refills. <laughs> Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Selesky. Merrick Glazer. Uh, back on the couch, we got Matt Brown. Yeah, 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 always. Yeah, you're hosting for Jim Jimmy Jones Norton. Featuring. <laughs> oh, featuring, yeah, featuring, yeah. sorry. You better redneck and eyes. <laughs> redneck and eyes. Uh, you remember <laughs> little honey boo boo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I remember that, but I never watched that, the show. That was her catchphrase. That's so you better funny. redneck ignites. Uh-huh. She was like the original Lil Tay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it really yeah. was. Yeah, Lil Tay, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that show is like such a mess. Weren't they like? Wasn't her mom giving her like Red Bull and Mountain Dew mixed together and calling yeah. it like her like pre-show workout drink or some shit? Yeah, and now the mom's uh, she's got her own show and she's also like a stripper and shit. He's like fucked up on drugs right now. Yeah, she she, she keeps pe- like popping up on TMZ all the time. She was at the Hustler Club like eight months ago. God damn. Is she still fat or is she like looking good now? No, she no. got like surgery. Yeah, she, I mean she's not the as fat, but she's not looking good. I mean for yeah. what she is, she's looking good, I guess. Because there's at one point where she was like super duper skinny and like yeah. super like botoxed out and face lifted up, but. Now she's like kind of breaking all of her progress. Yeah, her fucking. But Honey Boo Boo is still keeping it up, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't do, know. I, don't know. Honey I think Boo she's Boo out of the spotlight. Yeah, she's dude. MIA, dog. Like she I got think her hopefully, what is she twelve? But during the sh- when the show first started, she was like f- five or something. Yeah, I think that pedophile stepfather probably took her on the oh, lamb, dude. Uh, Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear, because Sugar Bear's yeah. out of the picture now. Yeah, Sugar. Once Bear's Honey Boo Boo's mom got hot, he was gone. Mm-hmm. Because obviously. Yeah, what's she going to do with Sugar Bear? She doesn't need Sugar Bear anymore. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't need a feeder. I didn't (laughs) realize that she got legit hot. Well, I wouldn't say legit hot. Yeah, not legit hot. You're throwing legit in there. (laughs) She got hot compared to what she used to look like. She got relatively hot. Yeah. (laughs) This is different. Relative to (laughs) how gross and disgusting she used to be. (laughs) I feel like that show should have been fucking illegal, dude. There's no way you can convince me. You can just take a kid like that and just do that shit. All those yeah, shows, all the little pageant shows, like even if they're not little fat, like white trash kids, even the <laughs> prissy ones, it's still like, you know, Weird. they're just yeah, they're just setting them up to get on fucking the Lolita Express. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, we were talking about Epstein the last time you're here. The big yeah. news. Yeah, he fucking died. Since he then. died, yeah. but then the autopsy came out. They ruled it a suicide. Have they ruled it yet? No, they he broke yeah. like three different bones in his neck. Yeah, which is only correlated with strangulation. <laughs> well, it, it, no hanging too, but it's but the, it's like that's like from the type of hanging where you're jumping off some shit. Yeah, you know, like a prison a prison hanging is like 
you put you tie it up to the top bunk and get on your knees and kind of like lean forward or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Not neck break. You can't jump off the fucking top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Just land on your feet. And you're like, fuck. The I think I broke my said, ankle, not my neck. <laughs> they said he used his knees <laughs> to. Go all the way down with such force that it snapped his neck in three different he just places. just belly flopped off yeah. the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking hilarious. They found that he, he, was, he died from hanging and he had two broken ankles. <laughs> yeah. And they definitely ruled it a suicide. I thought it was still uh, the, cor- the New York State coroner is still like trying to determine in the autopsy if they haven't ruled it. I think they ruled it a suicide. They did it at the end of the day Friday. Oh, okay. Or yesterday or something. It's officially a suicide. That's crazy, though. It's so. like, it's I mean, like the whole idea that the cameras malfunction. What? And the guard was asleep. The guard yeah. was asleep, and the ca- come on, really? That's the the most high profile guy in that prison. Exactly. Yeah. And they just they just dropped the ball like that. Right. And we're just supposed yeah. to. Be- and and coincidentally, when the guard falls asleep, the the CCTV just yeah. stops working. Yep. Yeah. That's, oh, and then that's there's not like even... another guard that no one knows who he was, and he wasn't like a real guard registered to the prison. And uh, weren't didn't people hear him like screaming and like? Oh, I haven't. I've I've just not been because like I I knew he was gonna die as soon as oh, you get, yeah. Once they get you where you want, you know, like you he's not getting out of that prison. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think uh, I I'm kind of wondering if they did get him out. Oh, like if they pulled a fucking... Uh, pulled a little switcheroo. Yeah, they say it's Epstein, but it's not Epstein. Yeah, they just kept Anthony Bourdain on ice. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Threw his body Fuck in the yeah. room. Fuck yeah, that's one of my favorite conspiracy theories about this. <laughs> yeah. that they, that's a thing. They think it's like they switched his body, and they think the same thing happened to Anthony Bourdain, too. Oh, I didn't know Bourdain got switched, too. Yeah, they think people think Bourdain got well, switched. I think Bourdain actually killed himself because... Yeah. His girlfriend slash wife or whatever she was was a pedophile and she was fucking kids. Really? Yeah. That's really. She Argento. She was. She was. She like groomed oh, her like co-star. Yeah. yeah she was yeah, like yeah. a big proponent of Me Too I against Harvey Weinstein. Was... But then like a month after that, like that boy actor she worked up with was He's like, like thirteen or whatever. Yeah. She like yeah. sexed me and she took my virginity at like thirteen and like. I didn't know that was his wife. So I think all that was coming out. I think Anthony Bourdain was paying that kid off, and then he killed himself because he just was like, this is fucked up. Yeah, and maybe he was... Asia Argento, isn't her dad like a famous director too? Yeah, and the... Sargento cheese guy. Exactly. (laughs) Whoa. You got it before I got it. Wow. (laughs) Big money in the Parmesan. (laughs) That's crazy. You don't hear about uh, you don't hear about chick pedophiles very often. That's a that's a rare breed. Oh, well, then also, I think uh, the new one is I don't think she's been called a pedophile yet, but uh, Katy Perry's gotten two accusations this week. From who? Uh, The dude that was in one of her music videos. He like had a crush on her, and she invited him to a party, and then he like she pulled his dick out in the middle of a party to right. like show all of her friends to like make fun of him or some shit. Oh, okay. Oh. I and thought then, she was like, Yeah, like, nah, like, that's nah, cool nah, shit. Nah. <laughs> it's awesome. When Katy nah, Perry yeah. blowing you in public, <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> that's uh, a story. Yeah. And then some other thing came out. I didn't read it. I was like, I don't care. You remember Katie when she Perry kissed sucks. the little kid on the mouth? 
Yeah. The, and he was like, he's like, no, I don't want to kiss you. And she kissed him on the fucking mouth. Yeah. That um, was the other thing, actually. So I, now that you said that, I remembered some like Russian model uh, was like drunk at a party. And Katy Perry just came up and started kissing her. And she tried to push her off and she wouldn't get off. Well, she kisses girls. Katy Perry, and she dude. Likes it. I she just love it. that <laughs> all this is coming out about Katy Perry. And uh, fight song was Hillary's campaign slogan theme. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, this shit. is my fight song. Yeah, that's Katy Perry. No, yeah. it's not Katy Perry, dude. Katy Perry's fight song. No, dude, Eric, you're way you off sure? on your artist today. I'm bro. bad at music. Eric thought Let Her Go was Ed Sheeran earlier. And you let her go. Who's that? James Passenger, Blunt? dude. Oh. It uh, sounds Rachel like Platten. Rachel Platten. She's hot. She is hot. She is hot, but that's Damn not it. Katy Perry. So She's that next ruins, for the Me that was my that's That was what I wanted to get to. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't even work. Whole premise <laughs> shut down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, dude. Uh, I, the, the Bourdain thing is like, I don't even know who the fuck that guy was until he died. And everybody was like, oh my God. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, a legend. Blah, he was blah. a dope was like, dude, but he? like, you know. People liked him because he was like a troubled character. Like he was addicted to heroin, and then like he became a chef, and then I mean, that's he, cool. Like, like most chefs, yeah, yeah exactly. Dude. Like you most gotta go chefs the heroin are fucking route. yeah, fresh out of rehab or prison or fucking you know. Like no disrespect to Anthony Bourdain, but like it's kind of like the same thing as like the whole Nipsey Hustle thing when they were like every time a major celebrity dies, they always start this big fucking conspiracy. Like the Nipsey thing when they were like, oh, Nipsey Hustle was in the middle of like. Buying the block and trying to revitalize his neighborhood, and yeah, the they government said, killed him. It's like, no, I mean, dude, well, no, he they was said doing he was, that actually. Yeah, they yeah, said he, he was, was but, but also, you're like conflating like that with like they got Bill Cosby because he was trying to buy NBC. Exactly. Like that obviously isn't real, but Nipsey Hussle was actually like the store where his like clothing store was. He bought that whole strip mall and like rented out stores to neighborhood people. Okay, so they killed him. I heard no, I he, heard that he got that? killed because he was doing a documentary about this uh African doctor who had the cure for AIDS and got killed. And he was doing a documentary about that and Dr. that's why Yebby he got killed or whatever. I yeah, yeah but nothing gave more like I said this before on the podcast, but nobody like before Nipsey Hussle died, I'm not a big hip hop head, but like I think it's safe to say that as far as the general public goes, Nipsey Hussle is not exactly a household name. Dude, if you play he GTA, big, if dude. you play GTA was, Five, you love Nipsey yeah. Hussle. All right, all right, I get it. He was known, but he wasn't like a, a top profile artist. And when he was, but that's because he was like an independent artist. When yeah. he was killed, that gave the whole Doctor Senu or whatever the fuck the guy's name was. He was making a documentary about that gave him more publicity. So much, yeah. Than yeah, ever sure. would have had if he just released a documentary and people were like, "Oh, did you see that documentary?" No, like no, all, <laughs> yeah. exactly no. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's yeah. about the guy who cured. No, but Nipsey Hussle gets killed, and all of a sudden that's everybody was talking about it for the next two weeks. It's like the government's not that fucking. First of all, no, dude. Maybe I, just, it was, I don't buy it. I don't. Maybe buy it. it was a fucking Nipsey Hussle faked his own death so that he could get some light on this documentary because maybe he couldn't get enough money to finish it or something. Maybe it's a conspiracy think, the other um, way. I think when he died, Nick Cannon said he was going to finish it for him. Oh, and then he fucking dressed up like Scorpion yeah, at the and then fucking Nick Cannon, VMAs. Like, yeah, became Muslim. <laughs> Dude, Nick Cannon's such a wild character. He also just like goes to Morgan, apparently. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, he's enrolled at Morgan. Oh. And he'll fucking... Uh, or no, maybe it's not at Morgan. I forget where it is. It's Bowie one State. of like... Not Bowie. It's... Uh, what's the one in D.C.? Oh, um, cop? No, uh, no, no. It's Howard. Howard. Yeah. yeah, he goes to Howard. I uh, will say this, and I do want to. I do want to get back to the whole Epstein thing because I got some ideas. But 
as yeah, far we're as crack the, whole, the case right as here. far as as far as the whole celebrities going to college thing i saw on family guy they made a joke about it where like james franco was enrolled at ucla they tried the way they talked was like oh he's so intelligent blah blah, blah. it's like dude everyone knows why you fucking went like you're no, a famous celebrity chicks. you're going to college with a bunch of 21 year old girls that will literally suck your dick in the fucking coffee room yeah. you're going to use you don't need a college degree you don't even want a college degree you're taking all these classes trying to bang hot college chicks Give me a fucking break. That's exactly what Nick Cannon's doing. Why the fuck are you going to Howard, dude? Right. Why are you going to Howard? There's no reason. Watch a YouTube video. The only yeah. celebrity I believe that went to college to go to college was Yao Ming. Yeah, True. that guy ever, definitely went to college to go to college. Do you ever watch yeah. that shit? It was like two years ago, he enrolled at like the University of Texas or something. He was like living in dorms and shit. Like, <laughs> just like sleeping on the top bunk with his legs hanging off and they're still touching the floor and shit. Why? Why do you do that stuff? I, that, dude, I would, I would not yeah. go to school... If you paid me. Right. Yeah, I don't know why. But that's sweet. I mean, like, how hard is it for you as James Franco or Nick Cannon to get that age vagina anyway? It's a different Probably type. Probably not of, that hard. It's not hard, yeah, but dude, it's like so Instagram. much. Instagram. Yeah. James Franco has been called out on that before. Oh, yeah, the 16-year-old yeah, yeah. one. What, he was like DMing chicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so he's already known to be DMing chicks. And it's not that that's abnormal behavior. It's not bad. It was a 16-year-old. Yeah. But did he problem. know she was 16? That's the other question. Maybe. Probably know. not Probably. until she it's told him. It's kind of tough. You know, like if that chick we were just looking at on Instagram, if, if it turned out she was 16, I'd be... I'd be fucked. I haven't DM'd her or anything, well, I so mean, I wouldn't be fucked. She shouldn't be working at that bar. If she, she, should. <laughs> she shouldn't be working at that fucking bar. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I just I see right through you guys when you fucking go to college. Like, yeah, if I ever became famous, of course I'd want to live in the fucking dorms at Towson University. Just fucking go back. Be like, what's up, guys? I live at this dorm, and there can just be a line of fucking hot-ass sorority chicks that want to bang me. And then you can run Dude, for president. I'm waiting until I retire to fucking go back to college. Yeah. You got you to gotta play it right. You gotta 55 to 60, dude. Yeah. You gotta Straight still have to you gotta <laughs> still have the looks. There's like a there's like a golden age of like old enough to be like daddy, but not too old. Yeah, but also if you're like you're talking about going back to college as a celebrity. It doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah, but if you're like George Clooney, like George Clooney is probably not crushing ass if he goes back to college, even though he has hands. I think he would. Whoa. You think George Clooney is George Clooney's yes. gonna be fucking the teachers and the students. Yeah. <laughs> George like, Clooney's James Franco's just, just fucking the students. You're fucking the entire, like, <laughs> fucking dean yeah. board. The dean. Dude, you're fucking, you're the, fucking dean. the dean. You're fucking the whole math department. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fucking the fucking loan people. Dude, yeah. He's fucking fast guards, guards, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting fast for pussy. <laughs> 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 fucking lunch ladies. George Clooney's one of those dudes that's just, like, generationally handsome. Like, yeah. he's, he's been... He's like, distinguished. Yeah. He is exactly what I think. Whenever somebody's like, as you get older, you just become more distinguished, I always immediately think George Clooney. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't happen to everybody. Some people turn into nutsacks. George Clooney sure. literally, like, he, he has maintained his good-lookingness. I think Johnny Depp's another one. Who just keeps getting staying good looking? Uh, I don't dude, think Johnny Depp's been looking like a rough. Rat. Has yeah, he? I haven't seen rough, him. I haven't dude. seen him late. Another one that I think you know. Dude, Amber Heard cut his finger off. What? Yeah, yeah. the ex-wife lady. Yeah, it's crazy. For what? Because, uh, well, that was the other thing where she like was trying to say like Johnny Depp me tooed her or whatever. But then he was like hiding that she would physically beat the fuck out of him. She cut his finger off and all this other shit. Yeah, him and Doug Stanhope. Like, Doug Stanhope was like, yeah. was the one that like broke that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, How's Doug Stanhope now? 
because him and Johnny Depp are yeah, BFFs. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, apparently then. Doug Stanhope hangs out with him and like Marilyn Manson and fucking mm-hmm. like all That's these weird sweet. celebrities. Well, you know, like uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think that he has. He looks all right in the um, the newest movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But like Brad Pitt looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's Brad, phenomenal. Brad Pitt, I, he's one of those dudes I don't want to like, but I can't help but to love him. He's just yeah. like he just always hand, Leonardo DiCaprio was peak hot in like, obviously Titanic. He was the fucking Eden dream, Gilbert Dreamboat. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've seen that one. The one where he plays an autistic kid. <laughs> True, he's <laughs> sexy he's in that dude. Big, like, can mom. we get a more convincing, sexiest autistic, autistic kid ever? Like, this dude. kid's too <laughs> hot to be autistic. You're, just, you're not just hot as an autistic person. <laughs> Somebody was telling me there was like this, uh, there was at their school, they had this like retarded chick who was just like super hot and like the dudes would just bang her. I think that was you. (laughs) 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 I did tell you this. (laughs) It wasn't me. No, it was like, and I remember thinking, I was like. I mean, the was chicks it, already retarded. This wasn't like she our wasn't. school, was no, it? No, it wasn't our okay, school. I was going to say, I don't remember we didn't, any hot. We didn't have any hot like retarded. Special but like apparently there was this chick that was just a smoke. I forgot who was telling. This is probably like a story that they heard from. This probably isn't a real story. Yeah, it is an urban Dude, legend. I feel, like <laughs> I feel like I've heard the same story, though. It's like it's kind of like in a weird way. It's like everybody's thinking about it like. Not like a retard retard, but like a car accident brain damage retard. That, yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Um, or is that the story you know? Because that's the story I, I know. I, I'm vaguely, vaguely recalling this story right oh. now. I'm almost not even convinced I didn't make it up in my own head. Oh. Dude, fucking white t-shirts, though. Fucking back in. Very much so. It's definitely coming back. I'm wearing a basketball jersey on stage tonight. Hell yeah. What What one? Kawhi Leonard Spurs jersey. Okay. I tried my Allen Iverson jersey on this morning. It doesn't fit anymore. I'm going to have to lose some weight. That's yeah, always man. the that's always the toughest that's part. That's a rough too. one. Like when, pants and shirts, I can be like, all right, that's fine. But a jersey when that doesn't fit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because oh, that shit was already double XL. <laughs> I was talking this about used that. This to be was, too big on me. Yeah. Now it's too small. I was talking about that with somebody the other day. How like what, during that like G unit era when everybody liked to wear oversized football jerseys and shit, I'm like, I, I got a whole wardrobe now that I'm an adult because I bought a whole bunch of fucking two X. Tampa Bay Buccaneers jerseys when I was fucking 13 years old. <laughs> I got Warren Sapp. Yeah. I, got I got a Cadillac Williams. A fucking, I got a Jeff Garcia. Yeah, dude, that's Jeff all retro Garcia, shit That's now. throwback, dude. Fuck he has yeah. a fucking vintage It's always jerseys. like, it's weird because like, I remember when I first had this, because I used to be like, in high school, I was like a 28-inch waist, 30-inch waist. Jesus Ooh, Christ, dude. I was, dude, Scott is like 28. It's like ridiculous. Now? Now, Scott is what? 28. It's ridiculous. Well, also, he's... You know, yeah, he's fucking shredded. He's got ten arms. He, he's fucking unreal. Um, but like then, like post high school, like in the senior year, I filled out a little bit. I was a thirty-two, but like still like lean. And then for like the longest time, I was a thirty-four. And then these these shorts I bought at H and M. I think I was telling you about this like a couple months ago. I had to get a thirty-six because the H and M sizes, admittedly, were small. I did get a pair of pants that were thirty-four. They are smaller, but there. it's like there's a certain amount of like concession i'll make i'll be like at a certain point in your life it's like okay i'm not growing anymore i'm only up a pant size because i'm gaining weight yeah dude. like i'm not getting bigger when i was 20 i'd be like dude i'm, I'm growth spurt baby growth spurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just getting bigger dude i'm not trying to stunt my growth dude i'm not trying to stunt my growth i'm gonna fucking get jacked and then i'm like i'm like i'll be 27 in three days it's like dude lose some goddamn weight <laughs> yeah. 
dude. you can't buy new pants every fucking year, dude. Fuck yeah, I dude. If I, I, I'm, I, that's why I don't go to fucking like H and M and shit to shop because I'm so afraid of like. Anything that's like stylish or whatever, I know I'm gonna go in there and have to get like a 52 waist. And I'm just not trying to fucking deal with that. I'm gonna keep going to Walmart where I feel like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, that's for me. You can look at, at everyone else. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fuck yeah. yeah. I, I've lost like 25 pounds since I got back, and I just, I've just plateaued at that. I can't get. Under. What do you weigh right now? Uh, I'm like I bounce between 225 and 230. Okay. So I can't, I, I just... That's not bad for how, like, tall you are, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I carry it well and everything, but mm-hmm. it's like, I, when I started doing comedy, I weighed 165 pounds. <laughs> so, wow. like, yeah. yeah, and then in January, or December, I was, a hun- I was 255 pounds. So I, like... It's I'll, just crazy how that shit creeps up on them, because if you think about it, like, the other night, like, I just recently started going on, like, a kick where I was, like, trying to diet down. I was thinking about, like, okay... When I graduated high school, I walked across the stage at like 165, 170. And then like all through like like when I was 21, I was like 180. And then I weighed myself last month and I was 203. So like 23 pounds seems like it's like, oh, you gained 23 pounds. Like, you know, that seems like a lot. But then you think about it, it's like that was from the time I was 21 to 27. It's so like, like six years. Year. Yeah. It's like, how do you notice that? Unless you literally have a scale, you don't notice three pounds a year. And then when you start like dieting, you realize how fucking volatile weight is. Like, yeah. Like if you go in a caloric deficit, you lose weight. If you go in a caloric surplus, you gain weight. And it's like, dude, how do I know if I'm eating right? I I weighed myself like once over the course of five years. Like I don't fucking know. <laughs> right. How am I gonna fucking know? I just look in the mirror, and then but you even then it's like you don't really notice because it's like you see yourself every day, and it's so gradual. It's like, yeah. I just remember like. I just stopped having a six pack at some point, and I don't remember when it went away. Yeah, I just stopped having. I used to always have a six pack, and then I yeah. then one I just got used to not. Looking at it, dude, even at my skinniest, when I was working out, I couldn't get a six pack. I think it's just in my genes that I'm not allowed to have a six pack. Jews don't get six packs. The thing I've seen some Jews with six packs. You get like emaciated six packs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Con- a concentration the- camp six pack. <laughs> Where it's it's just like your actual organs. You don't realize it. <laughs> Oh, that's my... You got seven... Oh, that's my spleen. <laughs> this is my spleen. This is my liver. It's a pancreas on this side. I have a fucking 13-pack, bitch. Dude, why does your <laughs> six-pack look like it's just a tube wrapped around itself? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my large intestine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, well, the thing that people always make is that the six-pack doesn't necessarily come from work. It just comes from, like, diet. They always say abs are made in the kitchen. Is you that what they say? That's what they say. <laughs> Abs are made in the kitchen. I've never heard that, but I'm it's, uh, it. I've it's just, never been in the kitchen. You just have to have yeah. an extremely low body fat percentage to have a six-pack. That's all it is. You could just do that without eating. You ever seen like just kids who never work out, but just for some reason have a fucking six-pack, and you're just like, fuck you, dude. It's weird, too, because like, it'll be a six-pack, but they'll still have... like. It'll like protrude off, like they have a belly, but then there's just a six pack on top, and you're like, "What dude, is your that's, secret, dude?" <laughs> I get so angry when I see dudes like that, where I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool, this guy's got a little belly too," and then like we're at like the pool or something, <laughs> yeah. And they take their shirt off, and I'm like, "Oh, come the fuck on, you!" <laughs> you take yeah. your shirt off, and there's a fucking si- my friend, my one of my best friends used to be like that, where it was like I'd all like I'd never seen him with his shirt off, and the whole time I'm like, "Okay, cool, he's just got a little belly like me." And then we were playing basketball once, and it got hot, so we all took our shirts off. And I was like, fuck, dude, you got a six-pack? Here I am with my fucking ribs poking out and shit. That's dude, is uh, that why you don't like ribs, dude? 
Yeah, yeah a little bit. A little self-hate. That's mm-hmm. why I always wished that we were like bugs and we just had an exoskeleton. And so like we would just have a shell of abs and everybody would just look cool. Bugs yeah. don't get fat. Yeah. Bugs don't get fat, dude. Never they seen. might, but it's just squished in the exoskeleton. Exactly. You can't right. tell. You always, I'm good. You You're always, always just look the same, dude. And then the thing with girls is, it's kind of weird, because girls like, you know, like that girl we were discussing earlier. Girls don't look natural with a six-pack. No, it's gross. Like, it looks weird. It's gross. Yeah, they're supposed to be babies in there. Yeah, girls are supposed to have, girls have, like, twice as much body fat percentage in general. But, like, you know, they get bigger, but then their boobs and butt get bigger, and you're just like, nice. nice, You gotta remember, titties are all fat, so it's like. All fat. So it's like, that's, that's a big part of that. That's why bodybuilder chicks have to get boob jobs because otherwise they're just not going to have fucking tits. Yeah. I feel like it would be much harder to be a girl to manage your body because it's like, as a dude, like, I'll just work out and, like, I'm never going to get so big that it's, like, weird big. But, like, dudes, you can get muscle tone and shit. Like, a girl has to, like, be careful. Like, I don't want to get my arms too fucking big, yeah, you know? They, it's they like, start like, getting man hands. Yeah, it's like, you long. know, you have to, like, walk a fine line. That's why you always see girls in, like, the corner doing fucking, like, Leg raises and shit. I'm like, that's not a fuck. What are you doing? Band exercise. Yeah, exactly. Like aerobics. Yeah, I can't fucking get behind that. That's how I used to work out. I'll do. I'll do like all bands and like medicine balls and shit. I did the fucking row machine the other day. That thing where you just fucking row. Yeah. For like 45 minutes, dude. That's a good workout, man. It was a great workout, dude. I felt like I was on the fucking crew team. I was just imagining myself in like boat shoes and a polo, (laughs) walking around the Harvard campus like Social Network. Me and my boys carrying a kayak down to the water. <laughs> yeah, stealing an idea for a billion-dollar company. <laughs> <laughs> Just all while I'm rowing. People are looking at me like, this guy's got a fucking plant. <laughs> Look at him. He I'm looks determined. Keep rowing until I invent a new social media platform. <laughs> this, man, this man's been at Planet Fitness for 48 hours rowing. <laughs> He's coming up with something. He's cooking right now. <laughs> just stealing all people's information, just overhearing conversations in the gym. It's like, all right. All Earbuds right. with nothing playing. <laughs> That's the other thing. People have gotten on me. They're like, dude, why do you, you won't listen to music when you run? And like, so people have literally been like, yeah, dude, I saw you running. You didn't have headphones in. I'm like, is that weird? Like, dude, if would I have you ever done it? Have you ever ran with headphones in? It does change the game. No, 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 no. Well, I don't like it because one, like, once you start getting to that, like, when you get like winded and you start breathing hard, you hear your heart more than you hear yeah, the true, fucking yeah. music. Yeah. And then you take the earphones out, and it's like, oh, I don't hear my heart anymore. I just don't like sweating with shit in my fucking ears. Yeah, it's like yeah. gross. I see guys get in the sauna with over the ear headphones, like Beats. And I'm like, this oh, fucking no. gross, dude. What are you the doing? Fucking wires are gonna ear. melt. Jesus the fucking Christ. earmuffs are soaking in all that sweat ah. and fucking stench. Fucking gross, dude. That's why I hate summertime because I can't wear my headphones when I work because it just gets. My, I, cause I, I have like, I sweat fucking like real bad when I'm working. So oh, yeah. I, like my ears will sweat. It's fucking, yeah. my eyelids sweat. You I always find like a new spot of sweat whenever I like sweat super hard where I'm like, oh, that never sweated before. Why is <laughs> oh, that sweating right dude. now? <laughs> so I went, so I went to Memphis to bury my grandma and I didn't know this about uh, Jewish, Jewish funerals, but you have to shovel the dirt into the yeah. yeah thing. I didn't know that. So it's like 105 degrees, humid ass, fucking 
Memphis You don't weather. have to do like all of it though. You just do yeah. like some. You do all of it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I but thought it's just it, like a ceremony. Everybody tosses one. Yeah, so everybody tosses one, but then the dudes. You're supposed to do it with like the back yeah. of the shovel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the dudes have to, because it's not, you're not doing the grave. There's a, like they have the casket and they put the casket inside In the of ground. another thing. No, 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 it's like a, it's like a, the casket goes into another box and then that's where you shovel all the shit into and then they put it down in the ground and then they do the dirt do on the, that. Do Jewish people do viewings? Do they have like the wake and it's, stuff? Yeah, but it's not open casket. They don't yeah. do open casket. Yeah. And, I, also, and they you also guys do it like super quick too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's like, cause like the funeral was supposed to be tomorrow, but the temple was like, well, she died on the seventh. So that would be like 11 days. So you got to do it by Wednesday. And then like, but yeah, they don't do open caskets and they also don't do fancy caskets. You get like a pine box and that's it. Really? And they put like a, like a, a blanket thing over it. See, that's another thing. It's like, you know, the, just the idea A funeral is so expensive. Like I was yeah. thinking like I technically have a life insurance policy cause I like got it for free and oh, it's sure. worth like $50,000 or something. So whoever wants to kill me, knock yourself out. But like, I was thinking, like, who's going to benefit? The only thing that would benefit probably is just paying for my funeral. Well, no, I mean, so a funeral expensive. is like $20,000. That's ridiculous. Usually. Yeah. I just want to, like, when I die, I, first of all, I know for a fact, I don't want anybody seeing my dead ass in the casket. Yeah. Like, when everybody, like, walks by, like, he looks great. It's like, no, I don't, dude. If I die old, I don't want an open casket. But if I die young, I want a fucking open casket. No way. They're yeah. going to not do your hair right. Like, I worry about that. I'm like, dude, they're not going to do my hair right. They just fucking burn me right. or something. Yeah. Just fucking throw me in the fucking fryer. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that shit. And they, like, cake on, like, dead people makeup to you. And you're like, you yeah. didn't even fucking make my skin look. It's still gray. Put, yeah. put fucking gray makeup I've on I've never me, looked like this in my life, dude. Yeah. Unless it's weird that, like, funeral homes do makeup because, like, they're all run by, like creepy old men they don't know how to do makeup dude right they make you look like a fucking american girl doll that got left in an oven or some shit jimmy ever wear eyeliner what is going on dude no fuck that i just like uh, that whole thing i'm just not about and the fucking even getting buried is like first of all most cemeteries you only have the plot for like a certain amount of time like that's what archie used to do he used to exhume people he was like yeah, yeah he was talking about that like you stay in there for like X amount of years. It's not even like that many years, honestly. And you keep on having to pay for it. And once your family stops paying for the rent on the plot, they just dig you up and like do something else with Unless you. Unless you buy it. You can buy the plot yeah, you, and you get it forever. Yeah, it's usually people usually buy the plot. And the plot itself plots are usually like ten grand. Like the the cost of a funeral like the reason a funeral costs twenty thousand is because the plot is usually like five to ten grand and then the casket's another five Jesus. And then, and then you got the hearse and all that shit, and that's the other five. And it's all for like a dead person, dude. It's yeah. like, dude, just bury me naked in a box. I'll be fine. But that's illegal. You can't do that. Yeah, you have you have to you have to pay twenty thousand dollars, or else you're breaking the law. That is yeah, ridiculous. They They're own the you know cemetery. Talk the, about a racket. Talk about a smart industry. And then they got death taxes too. So like that life insurance policy, whoever gets that has to pay tax on that too. Yeah, yeah I, death taxes. Everything's the most, a scam. Dude. I think death taxes is the most fucked up because they do it to try to prevent like the whole like generational wealth thing, but it's also but it also fucks regular people, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, I got fifty five. I inherited fifty five thousand dollars from my mom, but I also had to like off top 
before we got the 55000 we had to pay taxes on what it was before that, before they split it up. And then once they split it up, you had to pay another... It was like 25% Which of the original crazy. amount and then 17% of whatever the f- amount after, like once it split to all the people who got it. And what's annoying is all mo- that income, in theory, was already all taxed when she made it. Exactly. Yeah. Exa- and also she inherited that, so she had to pay death Tax taxes from when she got Christ. it. I mean, I get the concept, like you're saying, like they call it like estate taxes and like, you know, you get taxed on just like your overall wealth and when you die, the death taxes and stuff like that. But it's like... I get it to a certain extent, but there are people who are like, I want a 100% de- uh, death tax, so when you die, there you shouldn't, you know, that money should go back in a circulation. It's like, why, dude? Right. Why can't I make money? That just shows to me it's like different ways of how people think about life. It's like the only people that would agree with a 100% death tax or like the idea that like you shouldn't be able to pass on wealth generationally is like, why the fuck are we doing? Why do we have kids? Why do we do what we do? Yeah. Like, I want my kids to have a better life than me. Don't fucking tell me that I do all this work and then if I die, you just get the money. But no, let's go to my fucking kids, exactly. dude. So they can do something better. You know? The people who agree with like the whole 100%, like, fuck, once you're dead, you're dead. It's like, well, that just means you just live for you, bro. I've never heard of a 100% death It's tax. just one of those, like, super woke Is that an AOC ideas. thing? Huh? Is that an AOC it's, thing? Yeah, it's like on that, on that realm where they just talk about, like, crazy shit. And you're just Did like, Did you see her really? getting into it with the Barstool thing? Nah. No. No. They're, they're so, like... <clears throat> there's like all these, you know, like there's like uh, the there's these websites that are like like Gawker and uh, whatever Bill Simmons, the sports guy, like their websites, like all the writers and stuff unionized. So this guy tweeted to Barstool like, hey, if you guys, if the people who work at Barstool want to unionize, you know, call me, DM me, whatever. And then the guy who runs Barstool was like, hey, any Barstool employees, if I find you texting or DMing this guy, you're fired. (laughs) But he's joking because it's a fucking, that's what they, like, Barstool is like a fuck around place. Yeah, yeah. And then AOC tweeted at him and was like, that's actually against the law. And if if any of your employees want to take legal action against you, here's the, and it's like, what are you doing? You know he's fucking around, like. Do you not realize, like, this is the guy that fucking sneaks into the, they they took away his Super Bowl thing, so he puts on a fake mustache, <laughs> prints a fucking laminate badge, and tries to sneak into the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> do you understand? Like, it's not, it's not your world. Stay in your fucking world. Yeah. Like, when they try to get involved with that shit, it's like, when, and it's also an expe- especially a bad look for her because she's supposed to be, like, the young, hip, like, cool one. And yeah. so it's like, now you just sound like fucking narc. Yeah. Like, you're not cool yeah. anymore. Yeah. You're a fucking loser, dude. I was hoping that you were a follower of Barstool Sports. Like, <laughs> if she would have chimed in and been like, this is against the law, but yeah, fuck Barstool. Or something like that. Or yeah. like, yeah, fuck your employees. Or something like that. I yeah. know you could never say it as a politician, but I would have <laughs> Right, right. I would laugh. Especially if your whole thing's the unions. Like, that's her whole shit, and she likes unions. I don't know. I try to not fucking pay attention to that shit, but it's so hard not to, because it's But also, see. it's like, I don't know. Like, I... I there's like a thing recently where like the Baltimore Sun people are trying to unionize and like all these like writers and stuff unionizing. It's like, aren't you guys already making a bunch of money? You need to right. make more. Like, it's just I don't the, get it. You're doing like a very easy job, and you're still complaining about it. Yeah, and it's also like a. I don't. I mean, I get it from their perspective because those jobs can. I mean, especially since the newspapers are dying. Yeah. You know, you kind of want to have that security in your job, but 
I don't know. I like I part of me likes unions and then part of me doesn't like unions because it's like once you unionize, it's good that you can get stable and everything, but then you're just creating a new power structure for somebody well, then to come you in. Always, and you have to pay into the union too. Exactly. You're like yeah. you're you're all collectively fighting for like let's say better wages or like dental care, or eye care, health care, whatever. Um but that's also at a cost to keep that big machine running. You're basically just like cutting your income even further down for a little bit of benefits. Yeah, it's it. like small it's like so it's like a socialism communism type. Well, I've never thought about it to to this extent, but now that I'm thinking about it like yeah, like in any industry that has like a, a union that is like a really strong foothold in that industry like for instance like the screen actors guild and stuff like that, like it does kind of lend itself to that whole more conservative theory is like oh when you raise the minimum wage it just lowers the entry level job position opportunities for people that like you know maybe you're a dude who can work somewhere but you don't justify $15 an hour so instead of being allowed to get a job for 10 or 8 or 9 they're just not going to hire you at all and figure out some other way to get that job done and so it's like that guy so basically it like just kind of cuts out the bottom so the only people that are going to be employed are the people that can justify that $15 an hour work it's kind of the same with union it's like if you go in if you go into an industry like an actor or something like that it's like and it's a union job it's like you can't they or like yeah. it's like you they they're not allowed to hire you for lower yeah and so it's like they're just not it's like not dude what if i for... what if i'm willing to do this job for 100 but like they're saying you have to pay me 300 but you're not going to pay me 300 so now i just don't have a job and no credits or anything yeah. like that yeah and it takes like for fucking ever to try to get into the union and it becomes this whole like you said it's like a government within itself mm-hmm. where they control the industry and it's like the like, mob dude people were talking it is the mob it is and the people mob. were talking about like um jimmy hoffa uh there was some musicians there were some musicians down in Fells Point that was like this big board discussion on Facebook where they were talking about like unionizing as like musicians in Baltimore. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Like well, yeah. they're like, we should get paid more, blah blah blah. It's like, then fucking set a price and don't take the gig unless they pay you that much. Right. And if we like if you fucking do that, like you don't have to make it so that like if I wanna play a place for one fifty on a Wednesday night. I'd rather have that than that place being like, you know, we would do live music on a Wednesday, but we really can't justify one fifth, or we can't justify, you know, paying you three hundred or three fifty or whatever the musicians decide they need to get paid to work. So it's like we're just not going to do music on Wednesdays, right? And I was like, you just, it's like, no, you guys, like, why? It's you know like what? I'm for it. I'm for, I'm for musicians unionizing so that people stop doing it, and then we can start doing comedy everywhere and stuff. I would like to see more comedy. <laughs> I would like to see, more, but it's like but Jimmy would also like to have a yeah. job playing music. I'd like to have a job. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't. If uh, if it doesn't have to be one or the other, let's go with that, dude. You better, you better take your shit to fucking D.C. or Philadelphia, bro. I don't know. I just I've never been behind like my the whole state of mind thinking where it's like this whole idea of like, um, you know, your problem is everybody's problem. Where it's like, you know, I should be doing, I should be making this much, and I should be doing this, and it's like, and then you organize this whole cause and brigade around like forcing the people who pay you to pay you more, and it's like, I've just never been able to like relate to that. It's like I've always kind of been like, if I'm not making enough money, it's like, well. I'll, Maybe I should think about getting like a better job. Yeah, or just like doing two jobs. Or working another, yeah, or something like that. Like I've never, it's never once crossed my mind that if I wasn't, like when I was working at Abercrombie and Fitch back when minimum wage was $7.25 in Maryland, 18 years old, it never once occurred to me that I was like, I should be making more for fucking standing at the front door folding shirts and saying, hey, did you know our pants can make you a star? Like, honestly, I should have been making fucking less. Is that what <laughs> doing that shit? Is that what they made you say, or is that your Yeah, line? it was like a tagline. He said, I didn't ever say oh I never God. once said that, 
ever once. I was like, that's why you were making seven twenty five and not eight fifty. <laughs> they were like, they were like, yeah. Whenever somebody walks in, this is what you say. I'm like, I'm not saying that. They were like, it makes them feel like welcome. I'm like, no, I would be fucking creep. First of all, you walk in there and it, they literally, they have Abercrombie perfume in the like air freshener dispensers. You know the things that like, and it's like their their cologne and shit. So the whole store just smells like a giant fucking like Jersey Shore party. It's unbelievable. So like you can't even breathe in there, and it's just like, oh my god. It's never. It's just never. It's never once occurred to me to think like that, and yeah. that's why whenever people get on these big like causes and stuff like that, I'm just like, dude, if you're not making enough money at your gigs, fucking. Yeah, there's so many other things you can do. Like, like my girlfriend, she, she was working at Burlington Coat Factory for the like the longest time, mm-hmm. and it, it got to the point where it was like, you know, you got to do something else, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't think about shit like this, but like, so you working at Abercrombie and Fitch, if you were like doing like cash register stuff or whatever so you take that that like section of what you were doing and you now you can go and get a job at a fucking bank because you have, have experience handling cash exactly. and working with money and stuff like this so that's what she did she just went to a bank and then now you're at this bank and you got fucking room to grow and then if it's you know if that bank's not doing it there's a shit ton of other banks mm-hmm. or credit unions or whatever and you can go and work for them and yeah. it's like yeah it like that's what the whole point of those fucking entry-level positions are so that you can get a skill and or you know skills multiple from that job and then be able to take that into a better place and then you get skills there take it to another place and then eventually and that's how you that's how you get shit done without a degree or without exactly you know, anything like that you're just and building pe- up you're, yeah you're building up you're like you know i started at seasons and i went to cheesecake i took that experience seasons was a entry level like you didn't have to know anything about what the fuck you were doing you could work there Learned how to serve from there. Learned how to make drinks and shit like that. Went to Cheesecake Factory. Then got a better job at the Melting Pot. And then at that point, I had gotten enough like rapport with clubs that I could then make like a full time job out of playing gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. And like I'll look at my I'll think about that when people are always like, you know, it's not that easy to just get a job or blah blah blah. And I'm like, I can sympathize that on a certain level, but at the same time, it's like, dude, I get twenty different jobs a month. Yeah. You can't get one yeah, job. Exactly. You can't get one job. <laughs> it's just hard for me to like. Yeah. I just can't I can't empathize with you when yeah. people get in there. It's like, dude, like if like if you don't have a job, for instance, I'm just thinking like if you took if you're like unemployed and like whining about it on Facebook and stuff like that, it's like, dude, if you like took all the time that you spent on social media following AOC and we need to do this and we need to unionize. It's like you took half that time and just went online and just fucking applied, 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 looked for shit, blah, blah, blah. You'd have a job. You could you could get a fucking job. Right. It just like blows my mind that like even when I say that I'm like, oh, people are gonna be mad if you say that. But it's like, why? Yeah, and also why? like, and all that's and it's like, and it's like you're on the outside looking in at the politics stuff. Like you don't really know what the whole like what everything's about. Just like from the outside, like you see these bills and all, and like what this bill's supposed to do this and this bill's supposed to do that, and like you you see that. That's what you see. You don't see like what goes on beyond that. And if you're in the fucking workforce. And you're doing, and you're seeing all these different industries. Then you learn, you know, the inside of what those things are. Yeah. And people don't understand, like, like, like the minimum wage thing. It's like, yeah. if you if you haven't worked, like, the fifth, like, all the fifteen dollar minimum wage is gonna do is more self checkouts and fucking like Taco Bell doesn't have cashiers exactly. anymore and shit like that. And it's like, you know, that's the, like, what are you supposed to do now? It all like, comes down. It, it all comes down to. 
at the end of the day, you have a way better chance. You have a way better shot at fixing yourself than at fixing the system. Yeah. And it's like, like you, it's the kind of people with that mentality of like, this is the life that I'm living. This is how I choose to live my life. And my plan for making my life better is changing the whole world around me to more benefit what I choose to do on a daily basis. Right. It's like, uh, you know, like, it's, it, it's, I don't know. Yeah, you, it's, that's it. You got to fix yourself before you can fix everything it's else. It's like you, you yeah. think you have a better chance. At, like if your whole plan for making more money as a minimum wage employee and your plan for making more money in life is waiting and hoping for people to raise the minimum wage as opposed to going, I'm going to go get like a higher paying job. Right. I'm going to go start working towards that. I'm going to get really good at this particular skill and see what jobs are available in that field and that blah, blah, blah. It's like that's the people I respect. And it's no shade because there's a lot of people that are working minimum wage jobs that are, you know, obviously a, trying to improve themselves. Yeah, and it's not a and it's not a bad thing to have a minimum wage job. It's just, it is it what is. it is. And it it's also just, does raise the ultimate question. It's like, you know, that's another common trope, but I wouldn't even say it's necessarily a trope. It's like, are minimum wage jobs meant to support like a full like livelihood? Is that what they're meant to do? Right, that like is the it, ultimate question. That is the It's like <laughs> I understand the idea of like saying like nobody should work forty hours a week and not be able to sustain their livelihood. Right, and I get that, but it's like forty hours a week is kind of an arbitrary number. Right, when you think about it, there's plenty of weeks where I've worked more than forty hours a week, fifty, sixty, stuff like that. Restaurants picking up shifts, things like that. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily know if I, I – I can understand when people say, like, you know, if you're working, you should be able to live or else it's kind of like slave wages or something like that. Yeah. But it's like – I don't know. Yeah, it's like that, – yeah, it's, that's what it is. The minimum wage isn't for – or, like, minimum wage jobs aren't – you're not supposed to – you're not supposed to be trying to live a life on a minimum wage job. You're supposed yeah. to, That's how you start your life. And what is the, what is the standard by which we set – what a minimum level of livelihood is. Because if you're saying that a minimum wage job should be able to support a, a livelihood, you have to define what that livelihood is. And, right. and in my opinion, that livelihood is not renting in your own apartment, in a one-bedroom apartment with a car and all this other shit. Like, that's like being able to afford a room in a house with like three other dudes in Hamden or something like that. Yeah. Like we got to talk yeah, about what the food, minimum base level is. And nobody, exactly. Like, but yeah. not even just a car. Like, okay, I can get a light rail pass or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. I feel like what would solve, I'm coming in with a solution. Let's do just, it. This is hot. Go. I'm coming in hot. I've <laughs> been thinking about it this whole time. I've seen uh, you over there. They just need to get better wording or like, make it a system that would work for both sides because like people on the right are pissed off because they're like what are you gonna pay 16 year olds 15 dollars an hour to work at mcdonald's and it's like yes under the current thing but also why not talk about like if kids have to be on work release kids have to be on work release till they're like 18 right yeah i feel like school. if you're on work release you're already getting less hours why not just get you're getting paid less. You're not getting fifteen dollars an hour. Right. But, but that's one of the problems that um, the original bill that the city tried to pass a couple of years ago had this stipulation that set the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, but only for people who are twenty one and over. And so basically, if you were if you were 
under 21, then you only got whatever the state minimum wage is. Because the city set it. For this this was a bill that the city was setting for itself. So anybody in Baltimore City had to pay 15. But anywhere else in the state, I think at the time and currently, it's just still like 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. So it was basically saying that like if you're 21 or older, you have to get paid $15 minimum. But if you're under 21, then you can just make 10. And so I'm thinking like, okay, that makes sense on the surface. But then if I'm a business owner and I'm hiring a minimum wage position, it's like I don't need an experienced 25-year-old person to work my cash register. Why don't I just get this fucking 19-year-old, pay him almost half as much, and just hire 19-year-olds and 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds? Right. You yeah, know? do it. They need a job. You need a low-skill worker. You don't want to pay as much. That works out. Yeah, but that the, the adverse effect is on the people who are 21 and older who ultimately are the people that we're trying to help, right? Because, and they, yeah, because they, they need it more. Cause yeah, the, we're not focused on the the, the, the 18-year-olds who like you know probably yeah, could but, potentially still live at home and stuff. We're worried about the 16-year-old, 17-year-old. They go to school. They can't work during the day. The 18-year-old might be in school. They can't work during the day. And like a they 16 still need and, cashiers. And a 16 and 17-year-old also like doesn't. They don't need the money really, unless it's like unless it's like a situation where you're working to help support your family. But yeah. sixteen or seventeen year olds are just working so that they can have job experience, so that when they do leave the fucking nest, they can, you know, it, start a thing. It just kind of it just kind of like if you put it in like the film industry, kind of bring it back to the union idea or something like that. If there was a law on the film industry that said like, you know, in our Screen Actors Guild union, any actors twenty five and older are required to be paid X amount of dollars and any actors under 25 are only entitled to this many dollars. Like, if I'm just trying to hire a sound man for a cheap job or something like that, I'm never going to hire me. Well, that's what they do with experience in, the in like, Screen Actors Guild and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, like, however long you... Like, every year that you've been in, your, your, like, minimum thing that you have to get paid goes up. Yeah. So, but also it's, like, you... You have to pay dues to be in it and all that shit. So it's like, but also it's like, if I if I think about that in terms of music, I'm thinking like, okay, what if that was the same law for music, where it's like every year that you are a, a freelance musician in our union, you are required to get paid fifty more dollars per gig. And it's like, let's say I'm consistently booking a gig at you know high tops or something, two hundred dollars, and then next year it's two fifty, and they're like, wait, you're saying we have to pay you two fifty now? And I'm like, unfortunately, yeah, you have to. And they're like. I'm sorry. We or and then and then you're telling me next year I got to pay you three and th it's like at some point I'm gonna lose that fucking gig. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's yeah. like nobody really talks about that. Yeah, and that's not how a career works. Like it just. It, th I think the problem is is that when when people think about minimum wage, it's so easy to always talk about McDonald's or Papa John's or these or Google or Apple, all these humongous conglomerates that like. Yeah, they could certainly be paying their workers more. But for every McDonald's, there's, you know, a hundred, a thousand mom and pop's burgers. Who, yeah, McDonald's, if you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, is either is going to cut half their staff, reduce hours by, in, you know, imposing automation and things like that. Yeah. But the small burger shops, they don't have the option of automating. Right. They don't necessarily have the option of cutting hours either. They don't have these gigantic staffs to begin with. They're running at a bare baseline. So when you when you raise their uh what they have to, their cost of business you just put them out of business right and then you have mcdonald's paying their employees more and then nobody else paying anybody anybody anything if they're gonna make the minimum wage 15 hours it's or 15 dollars it's got to be for like uh specifically for like 
businesses that have over X amount of employees or make over X amount of dollars. But then you also got to put something in there that's like no robots, you know? Yeah, and that is something that Andrew Yang, like in the Democratic debates, um, I, I think he, you know, he kind of, I think he, dude, in the last debate, he had that like, he had a couple like zinger jokes that were like really funny. And I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the last one. After the first ones, I was like, I can't. This is just, it, it's yeah. it's painful. I just get really high it's and I watch too and I many freak fucking out. people and like and then they put the ones that you like they want you to like in the middle mm -hmm. and they keep the one like the further out you are from the center is like the less chance you yeah. have you know yeah, yeah. and it, it, they are trimming it down. I thought Marianne Williamson really did well in the second debate. No, dude. like the first debate, I was the, like the lady that was like plans are stupid. We yeah, but it's like no, she that was her <laughs> in the first debate. She was like everybody's talking about plans this and policy that, but we need to talk about this. I'm like, we should be talking about plans and policy. I feel like that's a good conversation. Yeah. Didn't to have. she also say something about like? 500 billion dollars for reparations or something like something that. Something like that. Something. They I just don't know. they uh, they just fucking hurl out these ridiculous Well, everyone's been things. stealing her uh she was saying like we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sickness care system. Oh yeah. And I heard in the second debates a couple people jack that line. Yeah. yeah. I'm like why? They're, like oh, she's right there. You're the one good stupid. one that she had they yeah. all took yeah. from it. They all jacked <laughs> it. But no, they'll be trimming it down the next time around. But I, 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 I believe so because it's like I think you anybody who's polling under certain threshold. I don't know if it's ten or five or something. But like if you look at like the polls, it's like there's twenty of them currently. I don't know if anybody's dropped out yet. I feel like somebody has. There's Do a the, couple people. Couple people have. But it's like yeah. the majority of them were literally like I would say probably about fifteen or fourteen of the twenty were like one or two percent. Right, and it's like why there's there's fourteen people. They had to literally do two separate debates each time because there's so many fucking candidates, and like only seven of them, only six or seven are even sem somewhat viable. Right, like can't we just fucking cut turn the fat? And also, there's yeah. so much fucking airtime on these goddamn like news networks. You might as well just fucking do like a whole week where you have like four on four like or like a two on two or not two on two, like four people at a time debating out of the 20 so every night of the week it's a different debate just call you people out do that for a whole do that for a whole month where every week at eight o'clock every you know five monday through friday there's a four person debate like going fucking on. pro wrestling somebody's in the yeah. ring andrew yang busts in yeah, this, <laughs> this week we got tulsi gaver and andrew yang going andrew against Yang's joe biden taking her on automation yeah fucking on the road you thought you thought Kamala Harris turned heel, but now she's working with Joe Biden to take down Marianne Williamson. I just think the whole idea of the whole idea of the debate in general is kind of at this at this stage in time where we have so much access to media and things like I mean, when I watched I was I couldn't I couldn't believe it when Bernie Sanders was on the uh J R uh, the other yeah, week. Dude. Like, dude, I was literally like Dumb. I was like, I can't believe this. Like, this is crazy. This yeah. is honestly amazing that this high-profile presidential candidate is going on a one-hour free-form conversation with Joe Rogan. And I never appreciated Bernie Sanders more. I always kind of liked him. I, he always seemed like a genuine guy. Obviously, I have my like. We have different agreements on different things, but like, I always thought he was like a genuine guy. When I saw him on there and just saw him like talk through his ideas, I really understood him as a person. Right. And when you saw Tulsi Gabbard go on there, and I really understood Andrew this Yang. Group, and Andrew yeah. Yang, it's like, dude, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Like, it's like that's what we should be having. You Not these the, like thirty second rebuttals and 
They yeah. got a petition to have Joe Rogan do the debates. That'd be so good. There's like they started some somebody started a petition. It honestly would be a good idea, but not if it's in that format. You need you can't have that like you right. just can't have six people in a room all competing. Dude, his for table's one-liners. big enough. They yeah, can all sit real. around his fucking table. For real, all, they can all shoot some fucking bows before yeah, they get down. There should be a petition. They're all holding Elon Musk's fucking flamethrower. I saw a thing that said he makes almost a hundred thousand dollars per episode of his podcast. Yeah, sure. but then we looked up his net worth and it was only like twenty-five yeah, it's, million. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, it's like forty-five million or something like that. Yeah. But I'm like that. But something's I mean, dude, wrong he there. has you know fifty million. I think something like that. He yeah, has that Fear Factor money. He has mm-hmm. like. TV syndication money. He has comedy yeah. money. Like yeah. I think I don't know if like like his real estate factors into his net worth. Does it? I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, he that's, owns that's part that. Of what net I'm worth sure is. he owns that compound. I'm sure. Like it's he all owns your his assets. House yeah. hills, it's all your assets. Like yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. I think there should be a petition saying that, like, I think that I think there should be something <laughs> that where we should all... update Joe Rogan's net worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, this is wrong. <laughs> he's definitely Joe, richer. Joe, you're richer. If he's gonna be the moderator for the debates, we need to see his fucking tax forms. <laughs> yeah, there should be a thing where all the major viable candidates go on a one-on-one on the JRE. I would like. I mean, could you imagine if, like, even like I was thinking, how crazy it would be if like Trump did that. Dude. dude, if Trump went on Joe Rogan experience, that would that be unbelievable. It'd be so fucking funny. It would be unbelievable. But I also feel like a lot of people who didn't necessarily understand him from when they only see like sound clips and shit that they see on the news, it's like, I guarantee you, maybe some people would would leave his base. They're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think he was like this. But I guarantee you, a lot of people who watch that if they saw him in just a free conversation like that would be like, actually, this guy's not bad. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? It's like. I yeah, feel Trump like... pulls a Jones during the interview. It's like <laughs> I'm a little retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the thing about the uh, somebody put child porn in his uh, on his servers? Oh, Alex. Alex Jones' yeah. server. So then he was like, he went on his show and he was like, "I'll pay a million dollars to find out who the fuck put child porn on my servers and sent it to these lawyers." And then he was like. I'm a man. I like big titties and big asses. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like screaming. Uh, he's like, I'll pay you $5 million. I'll sell my house and I'll give you the money because I like big titties and big <laughs> asses. I don't fuck little girls. That's crazy. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's an honest man right there. That is an honest man, dude. That is an honest man. Damn. Yeah, dude, I fucking, I, I love Alex. Who do you think in his camp is fucking pedo? Well, in Alex Jones's yeah. camp, I think it was an outside job. Or do you think outside? Oh, yeah, job, I think it was an outside piece. job. Yeah, yeah, I could see total that. Total hit piece. Yeah, I think so. And that so the then. crazy thing about that is, like, dude, like you're the one with the you're the one with the child porn. Like, how'd you get this child porn to put it's, it on my it, fucking server? That, yeah, and that's what he. That was like the other part of it. That's what he was saying. Like, you're a pedophile. Yeah, trying to make me a fake pedophile. That's fucking ridiculous. He was on. He was trying to say that it was the FBI that did it, and he was like, the FBI yeah. has child porn, and the FBI put child porn in my thing. And jeez. Like what? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do have it. Yeah. Well, what they do they do? They confiscate all their agents. It all? Yeah. like, we want you all to know what it looks like if you find it out in the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what happens to the child porn? I know, like, that all the drugs go into like a locker and then eventually gets like destroyed. But what about the child porn? They probably well, it have used to, to go to Epstein. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a deal. <laughs> yeah. He had a deal. Send all your discarded child porn mm-hmm. my way. Yeah, I'll, send I'll it all guys... to one East. First Street, <laughs> Little St. James Island, Virgin <laughs> Islands. Yeah, leave leave the tapes by the cow. <laughs> Dude, my my uh my my dad uh and my stepmom go on cruises and they say that um like that island, the pedophile island is like right by like 
Barbados or some shit somewhere Weird. where they go on cruises a lot and they were talking to the captain about it once because like you drive by on the boat and there's like it's like a giant there's like a giant like Israeli flag or some Temple. shit that yeah that's like up in like the middle and there's also like these giant like a giant cow statue thing Weird. and the and the boat captain said that he pays people from the island like a few thousand dollars a year to just go and move the cow like from spot to spot on the island just <laughs> just for like just because just because that's weird and dude like, <laughs> yeah it's so fucking weird i'm like, not gonna geez. i'm not gonna say any names or any anything like that but somebody that someone who was on the island right i knew somebody and i just found this out we you and i both know him he's a Whoa. friend of the cast actually okay Uh-oh. his and i was i was pre-gaming with him before moonrise was telling a story earlier mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he, the one of the guys that was there, his friend, that dude's uncle was one of the pilots for Epstein. What? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, yo. What the <laughs> fuck? What did he say? Did he say yeah, anything? Yeah, what the fuck? He probably can't Well, the say dude anything. himself didn't say anything. My friend, the neighbor, he, he said it to me. He was like, yeah, Jeez. that guy's uncle. I was like, well, obviously, I didn't fucking ask him about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. yeah. Did he kill himself or what was <laughs> Is that real? Is that yeah. inside job what happened here? Would your uncle get any tips? Did Epstein leave a tip? And you tip? have, dude. If you're a pilot, you you you're seen in, you know some what's shit. The, yeah, you, you know, know what's on the yeah. planes. Yeah. Like you oh you are in it, dude. Yeah. There's just Oof. there's yeah, right. That's Jeez, insane. Man. Dude, could you imagine getting fucking air roadhead from a thirteen year old while you're flying to Pedophile Island, how much of a rush that would be. Oof. <laughs> dude, do they even have cruise control back then? <laughs> <laughs> Just like in a little biplane over the fucking Bermuda Triangle, getting your dick sucked by a twelve year old. Oh my god. No, dude, you, yeah, dude. They probably <laughs> just fly over the Bermuda Triangle, dump those girls in it, dude. Right. Scared of the evidence. That's the other crazy thing about like what they're saying is like, well, now that Epstein is dead, I guess there is no case. We'll never see justice. And it's like, dude, what about all the people that were implicated as taking part in it? Yeah, like, there's still the files and shit are still there. Everybody's yeah. off now? Just you kill one guy and they're just like, well, all the hundreds of major politicians and and you know, people of influence that were implicated in this. Nothing we can do now. Epstein's dead. Yeah, they're right. all like dusting their hands off. They're like, well, I guess we got the bad guy. No <laughs> need to look further into this. Would you imagine if they did that with Hitler and the Nazis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh Hitler's dead. And they're like, all right, well, Goebbels, you can go. And hey. Sorry, Himmler. <laughs> guess, guess Fucking World War II just ends just right there. Yeah, yeah, that's, just right. that's it. Japan, <laughs> no need. We're not even dropping the bombs. We're done. Hitler's dead. Yeah, Hitler's Japan's gone. like, what about us, dude? We yeah. fucking bombed Pearl Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give we a fuck about us. Yeah. It is funny how the United States just got to a point where we're like, you know what? I'm fucking done. Just fucking drop the eight bomb on. Well, that's it's because fucking it's it was like in in the middle in like three decades we got dragged into two wars. That was just like oh come the whole time we're like all right you guys do your thing over there and then somebody's like now we're gonna fuck with y'all now y'all gotta come over here come across this water bitch see what we're doing over here. (laughs) Like the first time it was fucking the the uh, what you call it's. Uh, not the Spanish, the French and shit in World War One. Yeah, they needed us really bad in the English, so we were like, "All right." Of course, right, the French needed us, dude. I guess we'll come save you. And then World War Two, it was like, "All right, y'all, do that thing with the Jews. We'll take the ones we can get. You know, <laughs> if they need to escape to come over here, we got them. But yeah. we're not gonna go over there. Fuck that." And then, we didn't want the smoke. We didn't yeah, want the smoke. No, nah, we were like, dude. "No smoke, no smoke." Well, we were Nazis. also like, you know. 
since we hadn't picked a side yet for a while, we were like supplying both sides with shit. Yeah, oh, and, yes, well, and we were, we're also because we were like from the, the yeah the recession yeah the, or the depression, depression yeah. the great depression the great recession people fucking jumping off of buildings and shit because yeah. see that is a crazy and the dust that's bowl when, and then we figured out war made money and then mm-hmm. ever since that we were just constantly in wars yeah fuck yeah dude and it's, it's so fucking bananas like how that shit went down and like I watch a lot of World War Two stuff like a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, There's a new documentary I hear on. It's like World War II in color or something. Lucas, oh, my friend, was telling me about. That's it. not new. That's, that's oh, it's new to Netflix, but it's okay. not new. Okay, but I, right. that it, that one's there's some really good shit in there. But there's a uh, I forget what it was. It's about Truman and or and FDR and like uh, basically saying that like uh, Russia happened because like all the beef with Russia after World War II happened because like FDR spent the whole time like trying to like him and Stalin were like becoming friends and it took so fucking long and then FDR dies and Truman comes in and he's like my mom used to dress me like a girl and I have fucking anger issues <laughs> and Stalin was like fuck this guy we're going solo yeah, sucks. now yeah Jeez. and that's that's how the beef with Russia started really yeah because Truman was a fucking weirdo and he was trying to alpha everybody because his mom made him dress like a little like a girl <laughs> when he was little that was the crazy thing about Epstein too. That that uh, portrait Bill, he had in yeah, his house. Billary, yeah, yeah Bill what ha- and, oh yeah, Bill in like a blue dress and red heels, mm-hmm. and apparently like the blue dress was supposed Lewinsky. to be like Lewinsky. Yeah, and uh, dude, I was it's talking so to I was talking to Nick about it, and he was like, "Dude, this is like crazy. Like this is actually like hilarious." And we're both like, this is just like boomer memes. Like, they didn't know how to use Photoshop back in the day. So they just like commissioned people to paint like yeah. funny pictures. And it was in his living room too. Like yeah. for everybody to see. That is that Bill is Clinton's a good way like, for boomer memes. Like I knew Jeffrey, but we were not friends. <laughs> like investigating his house. There's a 20-foot picture of him in a dress in his living room. <laughs> I love the um, and I'm like, did, did he pose for that or like? Yeah, just like, get, like The lady who did it apparently does like a lot of, like, uh, portraits of presidents in the Oval Office for people though, but none of them are like that. Yeah, none of them are like that. <laughs> no. It just, it, it, I don't know. It's the one conspiracy theory that like I don't even consider a conspiracy theory. I think that's almost a more viable theory than what they're telling us about the suicide. I almost literally feel like it's like. Obviously more likely he got murked than yeah. killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I feel that but like I don't know part of me thinks it could he could have just killed himself cuz also like yeah. he got when he got when he got caught up he was like on his way home. You know what I mean? Like when they when they arrested him, he was like flying home from somewhere so he just thought he was going home and then all of a sudden they snatch him up. They nabbed and him. then all of a sudden they're and like, he's no like bail. well this is fucking over. Yeah, and they gave him no bail. Until trial, so he had to wait until he was gonna have to wait until like November. But it's not like the well, first time like, he was. He got but it was out. like it's it's just a little fishy because like he already tried attempting suicide, quote unquote, one time, and then he got put on suicide watch. Yeah. But wasn't the first suicide attempt like his 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 like cellmate, cellmate like, like strangling him or some shit? Yeah, yeah. And then they found that guy with a cell phone. And then, like, someone stepped in being like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to clear that phone off first because it's uh, confidential. Oh, shit. I See, yeah. I've been waiting for, like, I don't know what. 
but I, there's, I, I've just been waiting to see, like, start researching this shit. Like, I want to see everything come out before I start looking at it. But yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of shit that's already came out. There's that I like, be looking at. there's so much shit. But then also at the end of the day, like, if it was a hit job, which like that's what most people are siding on that it was. It's like, all right, like the powerful people did this. They're not just gonna let. They're not going to be like, oh, well, you guys were catching on, so here's our whole plan. <laughs> you got Here's us. all the information. Yeah. Like, you know, we might as well just let you guys in on the secret now. It's also They're never going to do that. It's thing. Like, if you're like a prosecutor, like let's say you're the attorney general or state's attorney or something like that, and you start trying these guys and trying these cases, like if they killed him, they'll kill you. Like right. it's like it's a fear thing. It's like, dude, I just want to, I don't want to, I just want to wash my hands yeah, like, of this I whole have thing. Like fucking family. Like, yeah. It's like too much. And that's what's scary is the people that, like, these people have so much power to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll, I'll say, like, one notch in the whole theory that really kind of, like, took me down a couple notches, actually, was uh, the fact that he had already, quote, unquote, attempted suicide before. That was like a, that was like a, um, that was like, oh, okay, so he already was showing the tendencies. But then you have the whole thing where it's like, okay, well, in that case, he should have been on suicide watch, which apparently he was. Right. And then you have, again, the guards sleeping. He's the most high-profile person in the most maximum security facility in the state of New York. Yeah, and you know they took his shoelaces, they took his belt. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he going to hang himself with? And And suicide watch, uh, like when you're on suicide watch in a prison, they have like, it's basically like a sleeping bag that you have. You don't get bed sheets yeah. and shit. Well, and you then don't get the, pillowcases. You don't. The thing that came out after he died, because people were like, "Oh, he was on suicide watch. How did this happen?" And then it came out after that. They're like, "Oh, well, he actually got taken off suicide watch." And then people were like, even more confused. They're like, "Why would you take him off suicide watch? He just tried to commit suicide." Right. <laughs> they should have put him with Chapo. They should have put those two together in the same Dude, cell. Dude, they were three cells apart for a certain period of time. Oh, were they? Yeah, they're in the same detention center. Fuck, dude. Oh, maybe he's not the most high profile. And maybe everybody's yeah. worried about Chapo trying to dig his way maybe. out. <laughs> but also, I mean, like, he hasn't killed himself yet. Like, right. And he 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 should kill himself because he's not even allowed to talk to anybody. Chapo's not allowed to have any fucking communication with anybody. Yeah, he should kill himself. Yeah, no <laughs> reason. Just kill like, himself. Kill yourself, dude. Yeah. Come on, man. What are you living for? It's over, Chap. Sh- little shorty. Isn't that what Chapo means? Isn't it short, shorty? Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure Chapo means short. Because I watch Narcos, and El Chapo's in Narcos. Yeah. And they... And they Call him Chapo, and it says it's. I think it says Shorty. That's a good. That's a good. Chapo. That's a good flick. But yeah, I. I just. I. I. It, it frustrates me because when you when you have a conspiracy to this level, the truth. I don't see the truth ever coming out. I just uh, don't see. It's gonna be it like happening. an eternal cover up. I mean, it's already been that way for what two thousand nineteen years. Yeah. So it's kind of like one it's of those. It's just yeah, gonna exactly. eventually when the generation like generational changes in. All of government happen, and those people are just out of the picture, and they didn't pass on their weird fucking like hobbies or traditions or There's rituals or whatever. There's always new people to pick it up, though. There, there are gonna be new people to pick it up, but also like, I don't know. It's like, I guess like back in the day, there was no internet or like you know, like I think I think the people who were in it. I don't think they ever thought it was going to catch up to them or I don't even think 
they didn't think like people are going to be able to like share experiences so easily on the internet or get information out without it being controlled or like yeah like there's too too many people can talk now yeah and i think i think the people that grow up with that like our generation and like a generation before us like they never got into anything that weird because of like knowing it could get out or just was never even a thought right yeah, like 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 Led Zeppelin, uh, Jimmy Page, like stealing kids and taking them on their plane, you know, like keeping them on the tour plane and stuff. What? Yeah, that's weird. He used I to, didn't he know used about to, that. That's yeah, crazy. Jimmy Page. There's like one story. Was he like raping them, or was he just like he just liked kids? Basically, like there was a story of like they started a tour in like New York or something, and he took a like a 15 year old girl or something like that, and kept like loading her up with heroin. And took her all the way across the country on their tour and just left her in like fucking Portland or something. And like, they, and supposedly that now he's done, he's first done that. <laughs> <laughs> supposedly he's done that more than once, but that's the only one I've read about. That is insane. Yeah. But that never, nothing ever happened with that. But dude, can he fucking play that guitar? He can. <laughs> he can. I think, uh, I think he was a little bit, a little bit overrated as a guitarist personally. I think the real, the true, the best two musicians in that band, if you ask me. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones, obviously, but also John Bonham, dude. Yeah, John Bonham was sick. That guy, I mean, they were a star-studded lineup when you think about it. Robert Plant, classic vocalist, Jimmy Page, classic guitarist, but like, those two guys stood out. But I almost like, I feel like that so much of that shit was normal back in the day. Like, I don't know how weird it was that he took a 15, 16-year-old girl and was just like fucking a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, that's rock and roll, dude. That's rock, that's like, rock and like, roll yeah. back in the day. Even like, you know, those like newer, like the, the pop punk bands and shit like that have a reputation for like fucking underage girls and shit like that. And that's like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And it's also like recent, too. Did some like, some drummer recently was like DMing Travis Barker's 13-year-old daughter or some shit. Really? Yeah. There was like a, some nineteen-year-old like, or twenty-year-old drummer of some fucking emo band was like hitting up Travis Barker's daughter on Instagram, and then his like family came out in his defense, saying like he's a little autistic. He didn't know. <laughs> the guy from uh, the that tattoo show, Dave. Uh, I'm good. Dave uh, uh, Navarro. Dave Navarro. Yeah. Yeah. From Food he, Fighters. No, that's Dave Grohl. But Dave Navarro apparently like stole a kid and some Weird. shit like that. See, my thing is, how do you expect not to get caught for that shit? Yeah, I don't know. And all, and then also like when you think about like all those like back in like the seventies and shit, people were always writing songs about like little girl, baby, like little yeah. tiny baby girl, yeah. you're so young, <laughs> and I'm gonna take you and yeah, like the Beatles, she was only seventeen. If you, yeah, know, you what know what I mean, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Paul McCartney. But also, like, but also, like, I think with, like, social media and stuff, like, I don't know how many girls, like, especially with us growing up, like, girls didn't start dressing, like, thoughts until, like, kind of senior year and then after. Yeah. I feel like that, it's been, like, pushed back way far now. Yes. So I don't know if, like, back in the day, like... I'm sure, like, people were, like, groupies of bands and shit, but I don't know how, like, I'm sure, obviously, shit happened, but I don't know, like, little kids weren't as, like, sexualized as they are now. Right, and also, like, uh, now, with the SoundCloud rappers and shit like that, it's a lot easier to get fucking, you know, 
for a musician to like it's yeah. spread out now you know what i mean yeah, before yeah. it was like there's like 10 bands that were able to take little kids the only, there's only yeah yeah and now there's we millions widen the market of yeah. <laughs> there's millions of little peeps and shit <laughs> that can just snatch yeah. up a child I don't know that shit. Like, it's it's weird because supposedly that's how Epstein literally made his money was by offering that service, and then he had like CDs and shit of like apparently like so he could blackmail them. So like yeah. he was just extorting money from these people, being like, you know, if you ever come out against me, I have all this dirt on you. So you're never. He, that's how he verified that like yeah, this great, is never gonna great happen. Great business plan. Great business because if you think about it, what did he really do? That was the other thing. It was like, like you know, what did <laughs> well, yeah, he really what, do? What did he really do? Pedophile Island, yeah, Lolita Express. <laughs> sex dungeon like why is he a billionaire oh because yeah. he does that and if you think about it like i was thinking about this the other day like to come from nothing and just have that vision yeah. and yeah. be like i'm gonna be the greatest pedophile of all time dude he's pedophile jay-z <laughs> he became he a much, fucking, dude. <laughs> fucking bought the block he really? fucking oh speaking of jay-z what's dude, the whole do you thing think that's why i tried to kill epstein what? He's trying to buy like Disney Channel so they could <laughs> yeah. coach all those kids. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you guys hear about the whole like Jay Z thing, partner with the NFL or something like that? I, yeah, yeah, I saw people talking about it, but I didn't see what it was. And I think it's a chess move, dude. Everyone's getting so mad at him now because they think he's like going behind Kaepernick's back, but he's part owner of an NFL team now. He's going to get Cap on that team, and then people are going to be on his dick again. That would be crazy. And he also has the agency yeah. where he represents, like... I just can't I can't understand why people would be opposed to, like... You have, like, Jay-Z, who's one of the most prolific black entrepreneurs in the country, and maybe even in history. And, like, he's... Like, people always say, like, oh, we don't have enough black owners in, in the NFL and things like that. And you have a guy who's making that happen. He's doing the things that we're saying that black people in this country should have can do. Like he's he's breaking barriers. He's doing things that nobody's ever done, and then it's like looked at as like a bad thing. Yeah. It's like why are we why are we rooting why are we saying that he can't like you're talking about how corrupt the NFL is. You still fucking watch it every week. Right. But well, if a if a black guy gets involved and tries to like maybe maybe he can by getting involved he can kind of make the changes that you would like to see happen. Right. But the NFL's still racist though, so it's like. That's what that's what they're like. It's like a, he's like an Uncle Tom type situation, I think, where it's like Maybe. it's like why would you make a deal with these people? And it's like, but that's the thing. Uh, it would be one. It's it like would an be olive one, branch, isn't dude, it? It would be one thing if it, the NFL was just universally agreed upon to be racist and everybody understood the NFL was racist and then because of that everybody was like I'm not going to watch the NFL because I'm literally watching fucking a uh, plantation on my television of <laughs> slavery and things like that which is like yeah. clearly not the case and these people are making yeah. way more money than anybody who's watching it is right. ever dreaming of making so it's like okay people are getting paid people are making money obviously the NFL takes certain stances that maybe not th th all of the people in the America agree with but like you're still watching it. You're still you're still watching ESPN. You're still supporting the business yourself in your everyday life. So it's like you can't really use that whole oh the NFL's racist. So fuck this guy for getting involved. It's like but you support the NFL, right? So it's like I could understand if you were boycotting it. I'm never watching another game after what happened. Then I could see you being like and, and fuck that Uncle Tom Jay Z for joining it. But it's like dude, if you're fucking watching the Ravens every week, yeah, every week you have a fucking Ravens jersey. You pay to go see a game and then you want to turn around and be like but Jay Z. Yeah, Uncle Tom. Like, dude, it yeah. just—I—I I just, I don't know. It's like, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Sometimes, it's just like, why, why can't we just be happy about that? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I've been thinking about like sports teams owners a lot lately, and how like, cause like I like you see like people complaining about how much the athletes are getting paid, and it's like they're they're getting paid, you know, a percent, like a tiny percentage 
of what the fucking worth of, you know, what they're doing. I mean, think about, like, an NFL stadium holds, like, 50,000 people. Tickets are at least $100 a seat. And then there's maybe 300 employees making minimum wage-ish. And then in the front office, pe- like, at the end of the day, the, like, it's, like, 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 so the way I think about it is, like, uh, Jay, let's say Jay-Z does Madison Square Garden and he sells out 14,000 seats. He's going to make probably over a million dollars off that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just from himself. And a sports sports tickets are way more than his. And he probably makes more than a million. But let's just say he makes a million. Like the play, like the players on a sports team should get, you know, the equivalent because they're the ones filling the seats. It's not like I feel like sports teams should be like uh like the Green Bay Packers do, where it's just like the city, like literally the city, the people of the city own the team. I agree you with You know that. what I mean? I think that'd be fucking awesome. And that's how it should be because the city's paying for the stadiums and the fu- the people of the city are the people working in the mm-hmm. stadiums and yeah. maintaining it and all that. So like But there's also so much other things that apply when you're talking when you're comparing Jay-Z selling out a concert to the Ravens selling out a football game. It's like Jay-Z's one fucking dude and yeah, he's got to yeah. pay like roadies, sound guys, concessions, all those guys are getting paid for. It. But at the end of the day, you know, a, a, a standard NFL football team has 52 on their starting roster. They also have to pay practice squad. They right. also have to pay the coaches, all the coordinators, the 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 front desk people, the the back office people, the GMs, everybody. They're paying the rent for the stadium. You know, Jay Z doesn't own Madison Square Garden. He makes a deal with Madison yeah. Square Garden to take a cut of the profit he brings in. There's then so many other like expenses. Training facility. But then, but then the, with the other thing with the sports team is then you got you have the TV money deals, the radio money deals, the sponsorships. sponsorships yeah. The uh, merchandise, merchandise, uh, like uh, what's the what's that shit called? Uh, like what? Not VIP shit, but like like the season ticket holders. They 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 have to pay more for you know like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the I don't know what the fuck like you know. And they do all the galas and all that shit and like. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to I'd have to. It's it's hard for me just as a knee jerk type of reaction, just a gut reaction to be like, oh yeah, this guy that makes a guaranteed starting salary of like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. is not making enough. Even if nobody ever owns his jersey, nobody ever knows his fucking name, he might even get fucking cut in the next year. The average span of an NFL career is three years. I mean, how many yeah. of these guys are actually the people that are actually filling the seats? I mean, you have on every team, you have like the superstars, and then you just have the rest of the guys on the team. And the superstars are making, obviously and rightfully, way more fucking money than the guys who aren't superstars. Yeah. The the theory that the thing that I could definitely get behind though, which has been people been batting this idea around forever, is and college players should be get, should be make it's it's ridiculous that even at this point they're still holding a free education as like equal compensation for the fact that you know Nick Saban, coach of the Alabama Tide, is making a million dollars a season. More, more, more than, than a, yeah, it's more like than five that. million, and and Alabama is raking in so much fucking money, and then you have the players who aren't literally making anything. Yeah, yeah. like you have colleges that are just buying t- whole towns, like, yeah. and running shit. Like you can't go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You're going to Alabama University town. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> and then you have, and then you have the the laws in place with the professional teams where like they require a certain amount of time before you're allowed to go pro so like in basketball you have to play one year of college or like you have to be 19 yeah you have to basically like you have to wait a certain amount of time in the nfl what is in the nfl do you have to go to college two two years so it's like basically 
that's kind of bullshit too because it's like the colleges have a, str- have a have a stranglehold on – if you're a top prospect athlete coming out of high school, 18, 19 years old, graduating, and you're ready to go pro, like in baseball, they'll throw you in the minor leagues, yeah, fucking and, work your way up. And the other thing – and then baseball too, it's like you can sign 16-year-old – like if they're from another country, you can have a 16-year-old playing in your farm system. Exactly. But if they're American, they have to be – they have to graduate high school first, which is like – so like you're valuing mm-hmm. – the Americans' education versus, yeah. you know, but I, but I kind of understand that too, because like you know, you are coming from a fucking. But that whole argument of like uh, that whole bullshit, like uh, pre pretext they put up, like where it's like, oh well, we do, we require two years of college before going pro because we value their education. No, you fucking don't. Right, you're doing it because you're basically you're a gatekeeper to the pros, and you're basically saying no. Before you're allowed to make money for yourself, you have to make money for us. Yeah, and That's also bullshit. like, and also we have to milk the people we have. Yeah. We have to milk those three years out of these other people first. Yeah, before we can bring you up here to milk you yeah. for whatever mm-hmm. you know, it, your needs. That, that to me, that that whole college, the college football and college basketball, that shit is like, if you're if you're ready to go pro, you should be allowed to go to pro, and they're fucking keeping these people from being allowed to do it. It's 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 unfair, honestly. Yeah, and it, it, but I like, yeah, and especially for like uh, football too, because it's like such a dangerous thing mm-hmm. like two years is the long two seasons of football is a lot of it's high risk mm-hmm. that's a lot yeah. of fucking risk like, yeah the amount of players that could have been fucking like barry sanders or whatever but didn't because they fucking got Went hit too hard in yeah. college yeah. freshman year and not e- not even to mention when you're playing for a d1 high profile team like clemson or alabama or one of these major teams who are raking in millions and millions and millions of dollars you don't you, playing football is a full time job. Yeah. Like, and then you also have to take classes, and most of those guys aren't taking difficult classes, not necessarily because they don't want to, but because you almost can't. I mean, there's certain yeah. guys who like, oh, he graduated with this degree, and you're like, really? What the fuck? That's crazy. But like, most of the guys like they graduate and they go to they go pro, and like I said, most people are done within three years, and they have this worthless degree, mm-hmm. and four years of their life that they were forced to de- to dedicate their entire life to for nothing other than a free education and room and board. Yeah, and they have, and they, or like they do get like a like a business degree or something, but they don't know, they because they took bullshit classes and got a bullshit degree. Yeah, and exactly. now it's like, and now they have fucking CTE and they're trying to manage a car dealership. <laughs> like that, that's yeah, it's fucking colleges. It's so fucking weird. Like, have you ever been to Knoxville, Tennessee? Mm-mm. It, that, I passed through it though. It's where the University of Tennessee is, and it's basically a city that's like a little bit smaller than Baltimore, and it is just. Like it's just a college. Like that's all that's in there. Like really, it's fucking. It's crazy. Like, like that city. That whole city is just a college, and they're making so much fucking money. You know what I mean? And yeah, and and the college is probably the smallest thing in the city. You know, like. But that that, see that I can kind of like if colleges. To me, it's like if colleges. You know, because that's how most college towns are. Like if you go to College Park, like the only upside of College Park as a town. Is University of Maryland right? Mm-hmm. And if that you know, other than that, like that—that's the uh, one of the things that makes Towson kind of interesting is because like Towson's a nice town, mm. it's a nice suburb, and it's like it's cool. And then we also happen to have an awesome college, a huge, the second biggest college in the state, right, right there. And so it's a like half college town, half like you know regular town. But like most college towns, you go to fucking State College, Pennsylvania, where Penn State is, like, yeah, no, what, what the fuck's going on? What here? the fuck's going on? There's mm-hmm. literally nothing. So it's like if you. A bunch of showers. If you think about like <laughs> Knoxville, yeah, exactly. If you think about Knoxville, like Knoxville, all those bars that are in business, all those, all those 
law firms and everything that's happening in that city, if that's all being spurred from the college being there, that's a good thing. Yeah. But it's a problem when the college starts to like basically take advantage of people and and, and just like, you know, obviously it's just that I, I that's that's the one thing I used to be like, fuck those college when I was twenty. I was like, fuck college players. They shouldn't be getting paid. But that's because I was 20 and I was like, I don't want some other 20-year-old guy yeah. not only banging all these hot-ass college chicks, but also walking into a bar making a million dollars. And fuck also, that guy. Also, like, college, now I'm like whatever. college sportings, like the basketball arenas and the football stadiums are bigger than professional sports arenas and yeah. professional mm-hmm. sports stadiums. Like, the, I think the biggest football NFL stadium holds, like, 65,000 or something like that. And then the biggest NCAA stadium is like 115,000. Yeah. And like on average at like a D1 school in a big conference, it's like at least 85,000. Like the University of Tennessee has a 102,000 seat stadium mm-hmm. for a team that hasn't been in the top 25 since fucking like Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's also one of the other aspects about college that makes it interesting. If you look at the majority of the standout college teams, they're usually from places that don't have professional teams in that sport. Right, so, yeah, like, yeah. Alabama doesn't have a professional football team. They don't so have the anything. Yeah, they don't have anything. So, the University of Alabama is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. You know, Kentucky, where's Kentucky's basketball team? Where's right. Kansas's basketball team? Right. They don't have that shit. So, yeah. fucking Kansas and Kentucky, two random-ass schools, are fucking unreal yeah. at basketball. And, and, it's such, and it's such a thing that, like, you have two schools from those, that, like... Alabama has Auburn in Alabama, mm-hmm. and then Kentucky is just Kentucky. But then Kansas, you have Kansas, you have Kansas State, and there's another Kansas school. I don't remember what it is, but it's like the you know the third level one. Yeah, like South Carolina they have Clemson, they have USC. Yeah, they're wild, dude. They're wild. Fuck it, it's tight. College yeah. fucking racket, dude. Leave it that. All right, I gotta I gotta go and. Uh, Take a shower and cool. all that stuff. Yeah, you got your shows tonight. Yeah. You got anything else you want to plug? Oh, yeah, you still doing the uh, Last Ditch? Yeah, I haven't done it in a couple weeks just because I've been fucking like swamped with work and shit. But I'm, I think this week I'm going to put out three episodes in one week. Ooh. So I'm just going to I'm gonna do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Here's Fuck an idea. Yeah. Hear me out here. If you recognize yourself and your creation pattern to be one that is like sporadic, like... I'm going to do like three episodes in the course of two days and then like not do it for a couple of weeks. I feel like what could work for you is like if you, Bank s- em. if you, yeah. if you release one and then next week release one and then next week release, that gives you three weeks right. to fucking record some new episodes. That way, that way you're not just releasing episodes. It's like, here's one. And then three weeks later, you're like, Oh, here's three. And then like three weeks later, you're like, here's another one. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The reason I was going to do three in one week is because I missed the last two weeks. So I figured it would be two for the last two weeks and then one for this week. And then that's what I was going to start doing in the future is just releasing them on like Wednesdays. But like on Monday record, like because I only do like 40, 45 minutes. How many episodes have you released so far? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And the last one uh, still has zero views. So oh, no. I'm fucking on what? I'll check it out, dude. On SoundCloud, and I haven't. My fucking computer's all fucked up, so I haven't gotten to put them on iTunes or anything yet. I'm waiting to, so I can get a little bit of scratch to get a real computer quick. Together. My brother is saying that SoundCloud's like dead, like yeah. dying. He was like, my brother was like, yeah, I don't even. I didn't even release my EP on SoundCloud. I was like, really? Yeah. We host on SoundCloud, but I don't really count on any views coming from that. That's yeah. just I put yeah. I put the first episode on YouTube, and it did pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for 
I mean, considering like I was, I was expecting to get like twenty five views, and it got like eighty five. So nice. Like, I was like, that's good. So like, but now it's just like, I have to keep. I don't want to fucking keep having to convert it from MP P four. You know what I mean? I yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I don't have anything else to plug. Just okay. that. Mm. Yeah. Um, Beside the fact that you're fucking hosting for Jim Norton tonight, featuring featuring right, right, for yeah. Jim Norton. Yeah, it's my mom's featuring birthday, dog. Jimmy Norton. Happy birthday, Matt's mom. R.I.P. <laughs> um, and then fucking, I guess check out the Baltimore Comedy Festival Labor Day weekend. Um, I do my shows at the Crown every second and fourth Wednesday. Um, they're fun. They're real fun. Yeah, so come check those out. Jimmy, what do you got? Uh, let's see. This weekend, I will be at... What's this weekend? Oh, my birthday's on Tuesday. Yeah. That should be sweet. Happy birthday. Be grilling for that. I'm be fucking 27, dude. Hey. Officially. Try your hardest not to die, dude. <laughs> I'm going to try, True. dude. Join the 27 club. I made it, dude. That's the, they, all the all the famous rock stars. They kill themselves at 27. I'm just going to kill myself don't, for, don't for not being big I. at all. The complete opposite <laughs> of the cool reason you're supposed to, oh, you got too big. You couldn't handle the fame. I'm just going to kill myself from hating my life. So that's going to come up this year at some point. Be ready for that. <laughs> just don't spell your name J-I-M-I. You'll be fine. Uh, other than that, uh, Saturday, August 24th, Lock Bar. Tend to close playing with an undisclosed to be determined duo partner. That's down in Harbor East. Uh, and then, of course, as you've come to expect, every Sunday night at the horse you came in on in Fells Point, I play 10 to close. Uh, it's dope. It's dope. It's a, it's a wild card night. You come down, you never know what you're going to get on a Sunday night down in Fells Point. So that's cool. And then other than that, um, just want to keep plugging this, uh, this live show that Eric oh, and I yeah. are doing. Live from the studio Q and A. September second for the festival. Me and Jimmy are hosting a Q and A. Oh fuck yeah! And, uh, Who's the guy again? Four Rent Shoes. It's in Mount Vernon. It's like a dope shoe store. Who are we um, queuing? We're Q and A in this like I forget his name off the top of my head. But Good job. That'll be the first question. Yep. He's like uh, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> he's uh, he's on like that like Black Ink show, like the Black Tattoo yeah, yeah, Parlor yeah. show. He's like a reality TV star. He's like started doing comedy a couple of years ago, hmm. but uh, yeah, we're having him on. I don't really. We got to figure out some stuff to ask him because oh still, yeah, we definitely need to start doing s- some type of planning at some point. Gotta watch his show at least once. Well, we're two weeks out. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. Worry out. about it. Yeah. <laughs> when the, we'll cross that bridge when we we'll come. Use to this it. as <laughs> the promo clip for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh shit. Uh, let's see. Other than that, yeah, LFTS podcast on everything. I'm Jimmy Celeski on everything. Yeah, Eric Glazer uh, on everything. Oh, I think I'm um, opening for Mike Racine on September 20th, aka hey. my birthday. Hey. Uh, Wait, what's he's what doing day? like a one nighter at Zissimo's, I think. Uh, September 20th. I think it's a Friday. Oh, shit. That's my mom's death day. That's your birthday? Yeah, it's my birthday. God damn, damn. bro. Damn. damn. Sorry, dude. Damn, dog. <laughs> dude, that's cool. Though. Mike Racine's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's, he's funny a, as he's shit. He's a good ass guy, too. Work um, with him a couple times. So that'd be good. Come out to that show. He might be selling some of his uh, tomato sauce. There you pick go. up some shit. Nice. Um, other than that, LFTS podcast. I Across think Jimmy the board, baby. Check us out. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Spotify. Laughable. Catch you next week. Peace. See ya.